This is Germ Warfare, the battle of ideas. My name is Germ. This is Germ Warfare, the battle of ideas. And I know I say this every time, but I'm really excited <laughs> <laughs> about James <laughs> Dellingpole. <laughs> Do you know how long I've been waiting to say oh. that? <laughs> oh, Jim, I listened. I, you said before we started, you said you'd have trouble tracking me down. And I, it's not that I want to be elusive. I just am. I'm really, really shit at my kind of, you know, like... I do really good podcasts. You know that. Uh, the Delling oh, Pod. The Delling Pod, yes. The Delling Pod. Yeah, my, my podcast is great, but I am so shit at promo. I'm so shit at doing all the things you're meant to do to, you know, the bit where you, you advertise your Patreon and your subscribe star, the bit where you, you, you know, the, the outreach stuff. I'm just crap because it doesn't interest me. I'm only interested in creating the product and having conversations with great people like you well the feeling is mutual and as it turns out i don't listen to that many podcasts but yours is one of them oh thank you i think a lot of podcasts are really quite annoying um i there's too much i love your intro by the way i love your, your what, what, what do you call it your, the opening credits whatever germ warfare yeah whatever you call it yeah whatever i'm really envious of that because as you know, I, I sort of, I'm straight in there. I don't even like the preamble about introducing my guests except to mention their names because it's a function of the fact that when I'm, I listen to podcasts when I'm in, a, in, in the car and I, I you know, I'm, I'm fumbling about with my iPhone and trying to get the, you know, the find out what to listen to on the journey. And say it's a short journey, so I'm going to the shops and the first half of the journey is spent with the, with the the podcaster throat clearing basically or 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 advertising for their sponsor I, you know i think no don't do this give me content or fuck off i have my scotch as you know you've got your tea because you're british <laughs> i've got my tea and also as i as i mentioned to you i did actually take some thc drops um, good man on my tongue I, I knew you'd want some kind of of altered state <laughs> for me to be in when um we yeah we can't be normies I don't think we are. I don't think there's any danger of that. We are. If that was our aspiration, we are in deep, deep trouble. Speaking of deep, deep trouble, what is the UK like at the moment? Uh, that's a really good question. I think, you know, you know the scene where the, the 7th Cavalry ride into the canyon and, and the, the grizzled sergeant says, it's quiet, it's too quiet. This is where I think we are now. I think that um, the normies all think that, hey, it's getting better. Uh, the uh, Omicron variant hasn't killed everybody and the NHS hasn't been overwhelmed. So it's all going to get Boris has solved this with his, vac his mass vaccination rollout and we can all, the, the economy will recover. All, it's people don't realize that they are living in a massive psyop that everything mm. is everything in the media is designed to manipulate them give them a false impression to wrong foot them mm. and this it, it, it's very hard for us on the awake side to keep up because they're very devious these people 
And I certainly expected that there would be a an early New Year lockdown. And I know that's what they wanted to do. But I think that there, whoever whoever sort of runs the numbers and whoever talks to them, who dips their toe in the water to suss the mood of the nation, they realised that if they had had the lockdown they were planning to, to implement, there would be it would be counterproductive. There, there mm. would be too much resistance. There would be, um, you know, a lot of people said, I'm buggered if I'm going to do, you know, if, if they try locking me down again, I'm just going to ignore it. And it's the same with the the booster shots. The people people who've had the first and second jabs have either had really bad experiences or have had friends who've had bad experiences and who feel conned by the government, which promised them, have your two jabs and you'll be free and you'll be able to travel wherever you want. And then they're suddenly told, uh, actually, no, there's a third jab you've got to have if you want to qualify as being fully vaccinated. So this combination of things, they've realized that they've, they, I mean, whoever they are, they've realized that they've overplayed their hand. So they are, they are backing what, what the French call reculer pour mieux sauter, you know, uh, re- taking a step back, but better to jump forward. So I think they've got something nasty in the works, but we're not quite sure what it is yet. It's endlessly fascinating speculating on who is really running this show who is calling the shots but at the same time it's kind of fruitless i mean it's it's, it's a great game for us for those of us who like being down the rabbit hole oh here's mm-hmm. another avenue you know like like how many families are there is it is it 13 is it 16 how yeah. many how many people really are in charge is it maybe 6000 people roughly that but we don't kind of know who we don't know who most of them are and where does it get us knowing knowing that it's it's you know knowing the names of people that we never heard of before mm. but it does kind of help i mean that's how you can make the predictions uh like for example we we knew about the vaccine passports over a year ago and we were all we were called names and conspiracy theorists etc but now look yeah oh sure no no I, i'm not saying that one shouldn't be mm. massively well informed I mean, I, I, I tell you, the last, the last two years have been the steepest learning curve mm. of my entire life, or well, certainly since I was at university. It's, it's just extraordinary. I have, I have seen the world anew, um, and it, 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 well, I, I can tell you the story if you like, but it, but mm. it, it, it really started when I realised that. Trump's election had been stolen. Trump's presidency had been stolen from him. And this started me to, this caused me to question everything. But before that, obviously I'd had a few clues, like I'd been following the environmental scam. So so all the all the elements are in, were in place for that. That was a kind of dry run for COVID, wasn't it? The whole, since the Rio, the Rio Earth Summit, which was what really kicked off the, 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 the man-made global warming fake fake scare um they've been going for, going with that for decades realizing it's not quite working and 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 they realized that you know you can you can have a, a a fake pandemic and it's much more effective because suddenly everyone's jumping to your 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 commands and being scared and doing doing all the things you wanted them to do mm. i was one of the one of the journalists who was really on to climate gate in fact i mean i i sort of gave it i i wrote the story that went viral that sort of broke it and um, I then wrote a book about it called Watermelons, 
and I set out to answer the question, which wasn't really being asked. You know, suppose for a moment that this this scare story about man-made global warming. Suppose it's exaggerated. Suppose it's it or it's even untrue. Um, why would they do this? Why would they lie about something like that? Why would they? Why would all these politicians and scientists, you know, mm. the experts, and and why would the media not be covering it? Because wouldn't it be the greatest scoop ever? I mean, you know, if all this money is, if trillions of dollars are being spent every year on a non-existent problem, and if our children are being brainwashed at schools with this false information, and so on, and if and if scumbags like Al Gore are getting rich as a result of this lie, um, how? <laughs> that 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 ringtone that ringtone my daughter put it on and i don't know how to get it off i spent two years writing uh, researching and writing this book um watermelons and what i realized what, what i gathered was was pretty much the dry run for what is happening with with covid and they use the same the same tactics against you for example if you are if you are a, a prominent critic of of their evil master plan for want of a better word they will seek to destroy you you look at what's happened to mike yeden look at what's happened to zev uh, zev zelenko look at what's happened to I mean, we, we know all these names um such a bakti all these these very distinguished scientists, doctors, experts, although I hate to use the word expert, it's kind of an insult in my book. All these really clued up people from around the world who have been been criticizing the narrative, saying it doesn't it doesn't stack up. They've all been they've all been vilified, marginalized, they, they've had their career destroyed. So for example, um, Mike Yeadon, um, I don't know whether you've had him on your show, but mm. this guy spent mm. 17 years working at Pfizer in a very, very senior role. He yeah. knows his stuff about, he knows about vaccines. He knows knows about respiratory infections. And yet the way these people operate is that they can turn this guy who is, you couldn't find somebody more expert to talk about this very subject, could you? I mean, you really couldn't get someone more expert to talk about vaccinations, um, to talk about, respiratory infections to talk about viruses to talk about the pharmaceutical industry and yet he's gone from hero to zero in the space of a few weeks based on the way he gets treated by the gatekeepers who are the mainstream media the corrupt medical establishment the corrupt pharma industry that's all in the same way when i started becoming this voice in the media that was saying this climate change stuff it's just it just doesn't stand up. It's there's no evidence mm. to support it. You know, the polar bears are not in trouble. Their population is expanding. The coral reefs aren't dying. Maybe they get bleached now and again, but their recovery rate is remarkable. All this stuff. You know, I looked at all the different um, what Bjorn Lo Bjorn Lomberg calls the the litany of of environmental woes that are constantly quoted at us, and I realised that there was no evidence whatsoever to support them. I mean, it wasn't just that you know okay maybe they'd exaggerated it slightly they were absolute straight up lying to us so i pointed this I, I pointed this out and what happens the bbc makes a hit job documentary whose primary purpose is to make me look stupid and mm. and and wrong 
So they get a guy called Paul Nurse, um, Sir Paul Nurse, nay. Paul Nurse, president of the Royal Society, Nobel Prize winner for, for something or other. I think he was a, did some research into cancer. And I thought, hey, a Nobel Prize winner wants to come round to my house and he wants to actually come round. I, I don't even have to go to his place. He's going to come round to my house with a BBC crew and they're going to ask me about my views on, on, on climate change. And the producer has assured me that he's open-minded. He just wants to discover what I think. And you know, I was so naive then. I really was. I, I've learned so much. Mm. I've got a lot harder, a lot thicker skinned and more cynical. But I was really a, an innocent abroad because I thought that, I thought that, I, I guess I, I, I'm, I'm, the vibe I'm getting is that you're the same kind of person. Yeah. I'm, I like people. I trust people. I expect people to have the same moral code as I do. I, I don't expect them to, well, to, to lie and to cheat and, and stuff like that because that's, well, you know, that's what bad people do. So I'm very, very trusting. So um, anyway, a BBC crew comes around with this with this Nobel Prize winner, and I'm, I'm flattered. You know, he wants to he wants to find out what mm. I think. And anyway, cut sort of flash forward to, uh, a few months later, and the the documentary is a basic basic hit job. He spent something like four or five hours at my house recording me until I'm just knackered. He's taken the the weakest bits of my you know my interview and just use those to, to make me look like a dick and i was thinking i mean looking back i'm thinking this is how they roll because mm. paul nurse was funded by and attached to i think the rockefeller institute now those of us down the rabbit hole as soon as we 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 see the word or hear the word rockefeller alarm bells ring because i mean despite what i said earlier about you know one shouldn't dwell too much on who's behind all this the rockefellers are certainly <laughs> among the most evil people in the world i mean they are it's just david rockefeller we know mm. was 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 the co-founder of the trilateral um institute um with uh brzezinski and um mm. well with with i can't pronounce my, my they were the original technocrats well, they weren't. The original te technocrats were the ones in the 1930s. That well, yes, okay, sorry. Yes, Empire. you're all right, sorry. I... David Rockefeller sort of took their, took their dog turd of an idea and, mm. um, and sort of sprinkled it with glitter Yeah. turned it into the, the Trilateral Commission. Uh, uh, Rockefeller was also, which, uh, you know, I don't know if you know this, but Rockefeller was also behind uh, Louis Pasteur's funding. Which I did not know that, even though I quite liked the old world where I didn't realize that there was an <laughs> evil elite trying to destroy us. Were you ever like that? Did you, do you remember that those days when you, when I you was, didn't think that I was a proper liberal? Well, yeah, I'm ashamed. They were, they were, no, no, you shouldn't be ashamed. Look, you've got to remember, you've got to remember that, that our way, our nor the normie way of thinking. Mm. Is the product of of birth to grave brainwashing. I mean, we are all living in the Truman Show, aren't we? The, the Truman Show is actually one of those one of those things that that the movie movies do occasionally to show us what's really going on, and that is what's happening. So it's there is no shame in being a normie. Um, it's very frustrating to those of us who know what's going on that that more people don't get what's going on, and they think uh, they think we're fools. Or you know we've been brainwashed, but it's understandable. 
even though I loved, you know, like being a lamb, frolicking mm. about in the fields, la la la, it's all right. They're not going to kill us. <laughs> they don't want. They don't want to eat us. They, they just want. They just want to get our wool, <laughs> and you know, maybe pose with us for photographs. <laughs> um, it's so much more interesting, isn't it? When you, when you, when you, when you're on the journey of discovery that begins when you get on the first rabbit hole, and you think yeah. everything I knew about the world is wrong. Everything I knew about vaccines we were sold yeah i mean i, I learned them at prep school you know learned about vaccines you mm. know, we all got told the story about how um you know cowpox dairy maids with their with their uh, it's all a myth and, and it's this it's all stuff, nonsense it's it, all nonsense stories are a way of embedding this stuff in our head and when you realize that, that every it almost it the more you got more often you got told a story at school and the more the more widespread the story is the more likely it is that that story is a lie isn't it it's like what are the the, the key events in our lives you know or the, or, or our, our parents lives the assassination of kennedy the moon landings 9-11 um obviously the first and second world wars and so on and so on and you realize that all this stuff is what they have done to us. The, the, all, all the stories they tell us are, are designed to deceive us. Oh, but come on, James. Everybody knows that JFK's assassination was just random and man really did walk on the moon 12 times and uh, the Twin Towers really? was really organized by a, a Santa Claus-type Muslim guy in the Middle East in a cave somewhere. Yeah, and, who, uh, de who definitely didn't work for the CIA? Um, <laughs> absolutely, and and also those all those astronauts definitely got past the Van Allen belt. Yeah, <laughs> because amazingly, it, 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 what it did was it stopped working on the brief brief moment where, where, where their rocket ship. Um, I, I don't know. I wanted to ask you though, when was your Damascus moment? Well. It's yeah. It's not quite as simple as that because, so my I suppose my first Damascus moment was was when I was writing this book Watermelons, and the reason that was a Damascus moment was that I suddenly realised that scientists don't generally do science, um, that politicians get this. This is quite an insight. Are not honest brokers, uh, and <laughs> um, that that that. The, the journalists, that newspapers, are often not interested in mm. in, in finding out the truth. Um, and I started also in the course of my research. I became aware of the supranational bodies, like well, Agenda Twenty One, for example. You know, the, the United Nations Agenda Twenty One. That there were all these institutions above the level of government which were creating these layers of governance, which meant that no matter who you voted in your own for in your own country, it made not the blindest bit of difference because everything was decided on a kind of international level. Uh, I didn't I didn't at that point, I wouldn't call myself, I, I was still very much a normie at that stage, very much a normie. Um, the, but the seeds were sown at that point. But then what happened was it was the stolen election. It was it was Trump. I, for a long time, I had I don't I don't where are you on Trump? I'm I mean I am off him now. I kind of think he was another. I 
I also sort of am off him. I mean, I was a big. I mean, you can't see behind me, but or maybe you can. But I've got. I mean, I've got three mega caps. Uh, I was. I was on the Trump train. I was, and, and the great thing is, is that I'm not yes, American, so I don't have a dog in that fight. So I can be on the Trump train. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I. Yeah. I was. Okay. I. I was disappointed when he. You know, when he rolled out Operation Warp Speed. So I think you and I are on the same page, and, and, mm. I, and I imagine a lot of your, your viewers, listeners are going to be on the same page, is that um, Trump had some incredible qualities. I think maybe his two greatest were he wasn't Hillary Clinton and he wasn't Barack Obama. And for those reasons alone, he was, he was you know, just, just amazing. And, he, and he, did do some, he did do some good things, but I don't think we realized at the time, well, I certainly didn't, the degree to which every American president is merely a tool of the shadowy figures who really control the US economy. For example, I didn't know about, I was aware of a, a book title called End the Fed by Ron Paul, but I wasn't really aware of what had happened on Jekyll Island in the run up to 1913, where a bunch of criminals essentially hijacked the US financial system and took control of the of, of the money supply of the dollar. Once once you understand that, once you understand mm. that, that, that American presidents are, are are not merely powerless, but are also probably chosen by this the, the, these higher ups, these these I agree figures. With you. Then suddenly yeah suddenly who is president or not president becomes less of an issue. So so I was enthusiastic about mm. Trump when I thought that, when I believed in the whole MAGA, you know, about looking after real America, looking after the people who hadn't, who'd been ignored by the, the system mm. for so long, been cheated out of their birthright, if you like. Um, but now, I, now I'm, I'm a bit wiser and I think, yeah, he's just another player. It's up to us. But basically. I think the same about your own country, James. I, I had hopes. I had hopes when Boris came in. Uh, and, you know, the Brexit thing happened. And I was I was very much in favor of Brexit. And I thought Nigel Farage, who's a one-trick pony, uh, he kind of did his job. Um, and now look at it. I think your, your Prime Minister, James, I'm sorry to tell you, but is one of the most embarrassing in the world. Oh, I don't think... Look, it's not a competition. <laughs> because if it were a competition, we'd have great difficult. Come on, I mean, look at look at the, look at the competition for a moment. You've got President Bieber of Canada, as I call him. You know, Justin Trudeau, Fidel Castro's mm. illegitimate son. Um, just look what he's done to Canada. It's awful. I mean, it really is. You you, you think of, well, I mean, whatever the, whatever bad the Canadians have done. They, they don't deserve this. Um, and, then mm. you, and then you look at Jacinda Ardern. Oh, my word, she's a horse. Jacinda Ardern was, was, your, was your prime minister. So then, but then you've got Cuck, Scott, Scott Morrison. You've got Angela Merkel or, or, whoever, or whatever Pratt's going to replace her. Mm. You've, you've, got, got you've got Macron, Macron. as well. Mm. You've got Macron. You've got who, who said he wants to omerde, um, emerde, um, you know, wants to, wants to cover and shit anyone who hasn't been vaccinated. Um, but I, I, I totally agree with you that I too was fooled by Boris. A lot of us have been. I mean, don't forget, I've known the guy since since Oxford. And he was a, an amiable cove. 
he, he was very hail fellow well met he's got this bluff charming manner he doesn't let you he doesn't let you very much into the inner sanctum of his of his of his mind he's always he's quite he's, he's kind of a Devious would be one way of putting it. You think about all the, the, the videos of him doing amusing things like being stuck on the, the zip wire and, and the one where he's standing by the Thames and he, he's got a basketball and he throws it mm. back over his head and it goes through the hoop. It's like... I mean, I don't know how, how far to go with, 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 with these theories about how people have been been groomed earlier on for, to, to play their roles in the, in the kind of cabal's master plan but that would sort of fit in with that theory wouldn't it that he's kind of a, yeah. he's a he's spent decades constructing this this character uh to enable him to get into into high office which enables him to advance all the evil plans of the the cabal and then you then you think about who his dad is his dad is is very much a rockefeller man he's a um you know a technocrat he's um into all the kind of the the new world order agenda sustainability and so on he's a very nasty piece of work um but yeah no I, i'm not disagreeing with you i think boris is boris is it's even wrong look here we are calling him boris boris is matey it's friendly it's comical yeah. he should be called johnson but just so you know i mean my own president and i say my own i mean south africa's president is supremely yeah. disappointing also uh, he he is only interested in being part of the Davos Club, um, so yeah. I mean it's it's pretty much the same I think across the world. And if you happen to be a sort of one of those counter those counter narrative presidents like Bolsonaro, perhaps uh, if you don't play along with it, you get magafulid, don't you? Right. Yeah. I mean the 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 president of of, of Tanzania Tanzania yeah. was 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 not up for for being told what to do by the World Economic Forum. And look what happened to him. And I think mm. they, 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 they tried that with um, in Belarus as well, didn't they? I think there was, if, if, if yeah. Putin hadn't had, had Lukashenko's back, I think he would have been a, a goner too. But yeah, you're right. The, the, there is this, but the, the World Economic Forum and, and similar bodies are ruthlessly enforcing this, this globalist master plan. And they're killing people who don't go along with it. This is a nice segue, though, into something uh, you were touching on now, but we were talking about uh, Boris Johnson and sort of the Conservative Party. Do you think these labels matter anymore? No, I don't. I think, look, I have always considered myself to be a conservative stroke libertarian, or I sometimes use the phrase South Park conservative. I never went through that kind of, socialist phase you do when you were supposed to do when you were when you were a student i just, just thought it was just bollocks um but now i look back on 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 my sort of normie self and think how did you fall for this you know, this is what they do they say here's the blue guy and the blue guy vote for the blue guy and he'll do blue things vote for the red guy and he'll do left lefty red things because he's a, he's on the left actually it's completely meaningless. It's just the illusion of choice. But they all, you're really voting for the uniparty or the monoparty, certainly in the UK right now. There is no difference between what the Conservatives are doing and what the Labour opposition w would do were it, were it in, in office now. I think it's the same around the world. What have Conservatives conserved, James? 
they've done not they've done absolutely nothing and and this is this is one of my one of my frustrations so i've got my family um who still read the newspapers and they still believe what the newspapers say and they still look at look at the punch and judy show that is politics and, the, and they think that these are these figures have autonomy and and that they can actually change things and that they can if only if only they read enough clever articles about mm. the importance of low taxation produced by the the iea or whatever um they can they can they can change their minds and and, and cancel you know this this project cancel hs2 and and rein in the the massive green green energy program you know they're net zero and and they'll see sense and they'll come around and i hear my family railing against you know, why don't they do this why don't they do that they don't realize that these people are not in charge they're just meat puppets they mm. don't have any autonomy they don't we don't have any national sovereignty that that's ended we we now live in a, a, an era of uh, well, we're living in the new world order already, which people don't realize yeah. it. It's so obvious to us, this stuff, that we're being played for mm. complete idiots by our, our political overlords and that we don't live in democracy and that they don't give a shit about us, that they we are just, we are, we are useless eaters to them. And, and yet, most people still believe in the paradigm. Most people, either by choice, or because you know we've we've all seen the matrix and we know that actually if you take the blue pill you get to carry on eating steak and it looks like steak rather than a you know a pill or something mm. um, people 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 like they like what what they knew that people feel uncomfortable having their whole their whole understanding of the world turned on its head they, they'd rather go with what they know even if it even if it's wrong um, so partly it's by choice and partly it's by ignorance, you know, by by brainwashing, like a kind of form of mass psychosis. The, have you noticed, by the way, that, that there's been a shift, um, certainly in the UK media, I don't know whether it's happened in, in yours as well, but they're starting to slip out information that we've been aware of for at least 18 months, if not two years. So they're starting now to sort of, you know, ask questions about, well, hang on a second, if... Um, if, if, for example, um, if the if the vaccinated can catch COVID as easily as the unvaccinated, isn't there something slightly dodgy about these <laughs> vaccine passports? Yeah, the, this kind of stuff. Uh, and I'm just, I don't feel heartened by this. I feel that this is the next stage of their plan. I don't know what the plan is quite. Because I'm in a backward country, it takes us a few months to catch up because we watch what you what you in America do and then we follow. But there's one other thing that makes living here at the moment better than everywhere else. We have such an incompetent, corrupt government that they can't even oppress us successfully. <laughs> do you know what? I was I was I was thinking of that before I came on the show. I was thinking actually I really wouldn't mind being in South Africa. Or somewhere similar. I mean, somewhere like Pakistan. Somewhere or Mex where... Mexico. No. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, Mexico. They're, they're now targeting Mexico because they recognize that it's a chink in their armor. So ah, Texas. There we go. Texas. Texas. There's the one. Is it, though? It's got, it's got bloody wind turbines everywhere. 
I wouldn't want to let surrounded by wind turbines. And the BBC also wrote something about you and your your hate for wind turbines. And I agree with you; they are very ugly. I hate them more than anything. I think. I mean, do I hate them more than anything? No, I hate. Uh, I think I hate Jenny Blair more than I hate wind farms. <laughs> it's better when they're still there because at least they're not generating the low frequency noise that drives you mad and gives you insomnia, and and you know sort of reverberates inside you and yeah. But they're all part of that but sort of are. UN climate climate change hysteria nonsense. They are. They are. Look, mm. it, it, it depends on... I haven't gone this far down the rabbit hole yet, only because I haven't had time to read a book about him. But, I mean, Tesla, we could be having free energy right now. The only reason we haven't got free energy is because the parasitical elite have imposed renewable energy on us as a way of controlling... I mean, that's what technocracy is about. I, I interviewed Patrick Wood. I don't know whether you've interviewed. The essence of technocracy is instead mm. of um, having a kind of a monetary-based economy, it's resource. you have an energy-based economy mm. so that, so, so that they, they, they control the power and therefore they control you. That's the, that's the reason why, that is the reason for renewable energy. It's got nothing to do with saving the planet. I mean, it doesn't do that at all. It just pollutes the environment, chops up birds and yeah. bats. You know, I, mean, I, I, I call them bird slicing bat chomping eco crucifixes which is which is what they are they're a kind of symbol of of, of domination of a kind yeah. of a sort of quasi-religious um you know gaia worship um but really they're designed so that the the elites can rape us that's why I, I i should call them bat chomping bird slicing raping eco crucifixes i mean they're, they're just so wrong in so many ways are you a fan of nuclear? Yeah, yeah, nuclear, nuclear is good. Although I would imagine that if, if if Tesla's right, if we can just harness money from the uh, energy from the ether, who needs even nuclear? Do you think we're going to win? Yeah, because 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 ultimately this is a battle between good and evil, and it's written in the Bible that that, that the good guys win. Oh, okay. Well, What's I mean, if you side? mean it in that sense, but I mean, I was thinking more in terms of like our immediate timeline. Um, I think you should never go into a battle um, thinking anything other than that you are going to win. And you should never go into a battle with anything other than joy, not fear, mm. joy and optimism. You've got to believe that. I mean, in the, in the days when I was really into my, my military history um, and I looked at the history of the, of the Royal Navy and of... You know naval officers like Nelson and Cochrane, and what you'd find is that they had a. In fact, English history, British history is littered with examples of this, whereby a smaller um, body of, of 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 men has taken on a much bigger army, and through sheer force of determination and timing and stuff as well. I mean, Cressy and Agincourt—they're etched into our kind of national national memory but a lot of a lot of nelson's engagements um battle of trafalgar um cochrane would mm. when he was commanding a, a a sloop i think you know i mean a really quite small ship took on three deck decked spanish uh, galleons or uh, whatever they had a sense of attack and, and i think we've got to we've got to match that sense of of dash and verve and and optimism mm. and joy in the fight 
because otherwise we lose. Well, I'm getting a roasting in the comments uh, for for wondering about whether or not we're going to win, um, and you're getting all the high fives for saying that you need to <laughs> go okay. in with the attitude of winning and and joy. <laughs> oh yeah, but no, but haven't you haven't you found, Jim, that 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 um, one of the even though look, I, I'd much rather be living in a world where where our economy, uh, the financial system wasn't being destroyed and we we're about mm. to lose all our money and we're going to turn into robot slaves of the new system and, and, <laughs> and you know, vaccinated and, and, and losing friends and stuff. I mean, setting all that aside, I think it's been, these have been good times because I've met, you know, would I have met you? Would I have met all the people I've met on the demos? I've loved meeting real people in the yeah. supermarket today. I met some people who weren't wearing masks like me and we had a great chat and they had that sort of fire in their eyes. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's actually, it's very true. There's a silver lining, isn't there? Um, it's that, it's that Marcus Aurelius stoic mindset that whenever there's an adversity, there's an opportunity. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know whether was, well, I, I don't I haven't read Marcus, Marcus Aurelius. I know that, Who's that boring man who bangs on about him all the time? The one that used to used to do, do go on the platform. Ryan Holiday. Ryan Holiday. No, no, no. The really really boring guy. Um, even more boring. <laughs> I, I don't know who Ryan Holiday is. <laughs> the really boring guy who used to go on a plat go on tours with Jordan Peterson. Oh, um, Sam Harris. Thingy. Sam Harris. Yeah. What a, mm. what a dork. He's always going on about Marcus Aurelius, isn't he? Uh, well, it was more about the idea of, of, of seeing an opportunity where there is a big obstacle. Um, so in other words, a silver lining. So yes, what I'm saying is the last two years have been tragic. Like in a, in a big picture view, it's been tragic. I mean, millions of people have lost their jobs. Um, yeah. Friendships and families have been destroyed. Yes. Um, and, and, but new friendships have been created new networks have been exactly. have been developed do you know what the thing i want to do most in the world what um that i i fear i won't be able to do ever i want to go to that place in the okavango where you go on horse safaris and every morning you the first thing you do is you swim across the river with your horses and you go on I mean, can you imagine how cool would that be? Yeah. You have been to South Africa. You say, don't worry about crocodiles, but you have swam with the sharks down right down here. In the, I have um, been... Hanspai. I've had some very happy times. Yeah. So, so, I, so okay. The, my, I think my last trip... No. Yeah. My last trip, I went to Hanspai to go cage diving with great whites, oh. which was... Because sharks being mm. eaten by a shark used to be my my biggest fear and i was <laughs> i mean i still wouldn't like it now you know i really wouldn't right um, but, well you would die with covid though you know you know that right so you'll be eaten by a yes. shark <laughs> but you'll be <laughs> tested positive for covid <laughs> yeah yeah that's right yeah so um i did the cage diving thing and i got sent out by the telegraph because i mean i used to be a you know mainstream mainstream media journalist you know we used to get really good travel freebies and this was one of them and my terror it turned out was not of the sharks my terror was of going back home without having seen one of these fuckers because what happens when you sometimes the sea but you know off off dire island where where it happens um you know, shark alley 
um, the currents are very strong and the sea is quite rough. And there are times when you can't put down the cages or when the sharks mm. don't turn up. And I remember the first two days that that happened and I was thinking, please, I'll do anything. I'll even be eaten by the shark just so long as the shark comes and sees me. So I, 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 and anyway, the shark did come up to the cage and so close I could have touched it. I don't know why I didn't touch it. I was it big? I a dick for not having done it. Yeah, big enough to eat you. Um, uh, yeah, and they, they, they come up to you and, and they're like, they, they don't swim up to you. They kind of materialize. They move so quickly that, that you know, one minute there's murk and then mm. suddenly there's this, this, this thing next to you. It's quite exciting, so, but it looks so much like Discovery Channel that you don't, you can't really right. quite believe it's actually happening. I think there are worse creatures out there than sharks. I think, for example, polar bears are worse, and <laughs> salt saltwater crocodiles. Don't you know, listen? I I could talk for hours about scary creatures that kill you. Um, for example, when a grizzly bear, you know how grizzly bears kill you? How? Gri they they. They've got these huge claws, which are designed for sort of, they, they, they stick them in the river and spear fish with them and just go like that. And, and, and they, they, they can rip off the scales of fish. So they're, you know, they're sort of multi-purpose knives. And what they do is they rip your face off first. They sort of claw your eyes out. and yeah, so, so there's only one thing worse than being eaten by a grizzly bear, and that's surviving a grizzly bear attack. So, so that's bad. And then you've got leopards. Leopards attack you from behind, don't they? So leopards will just uh, tigers actually tigers, they, so so they they gnaw the back of your head. Um, I wouldn't like to be eaten by a lion. I wouldn't like to be got by a cape buffalo. I mean they kill more people I think than any other mammal in Africa, but crocodiles. So the list is endless. Uh, hippo. I think you mean hippo. I think that's hippo. the most. They... <gasps> oh, listen! I've canoed mm. down rivers where there have been hippos, and in mm. fact I once went. Where was it? I think it was in Botswana. Um, I was on one of those overland trips. This was this is this was my first big trip to Africa, and I did end up in South Africa. Um, and that was in '84, a long time ago, probably before you were born. Um, <laughs> when were you born? I've got grey. Yeah, look at that. I've got grey. I'm I'm older no, than you. Yeah, think. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah you're, you're a child. I can tell. <laughs> you're a little boy. Um, the 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 um, yeah. So overland, um, the, the overland trip. We, we stopped off at this this game lodge and we um, went in these canoes and, and you know um, paddled up and down the river and one of our party didn't return at, at the appointed hour and we wondered where he was he was a kind of weird American and we thought well, you know what's happened to him and it turned out that he'd been chased for five miles down the river by this this malevolent hippo and he, he I mean he was lucky to survive and they're bastards aren't they and those teeth, I mean, they're bigger than mine. Um, just, just how would, what would happen? How would it, have you ever wondered about that? About how it would feel being eaten yes. alive by, by. I have yeah. wondered, but it's a horrible thought, James. I know, it is, isn't it? Inadvertently, we've, we've moved on to one of my favorite topics. When I was a boy, I mean, as, as boys are, I was obsessed with various things. So I went through my SAS phase where I, I had every book about the SAS. And I obviously I had loads of books about the Nazi war machine and all the, you know, the tiger tanks and all the kit they had and stuff. But I went through, maybe it was about the time of Jaws or maybe afterwards, 
I went through a shark phase and I knew all, all about the shark attacks and about where the worst places to be eaten by a shark were and what the worst types of shark are. And by the way, I don't think the great white is the worst. I think it's the bull shark. You think about the incident. What was the, the ship that went down off Cape Town? And it was a, a troop ship and with, with horses and things. And there, that, it, was, it was the Birkenhead. It was the Birkenhead because it gave us the name the Birkenhead Drill. Where? Which was when... Uh, I know that ship. I'm just trying to think where. Birth. It, off off Cape Town, it went down. Mm. Off, it went down off Cape Town, and this is a this is a, a, a horrible side anecdote. So the it was carrying some uh, some troops, I think, home to England after one of our you know our, our wars in South Africa, which mm. have ruined your life since. <laughs> um, and the the ship got into trouble, and they realised that the, the you know it was going to go down. And so the women and children were all put in the lifeboats and the men went down with the ship and with the horses. And the great white sharks all just, just ate the horses and men as they swam to shore. Oh. It must have been horrible. It was a bit like the USS Indi Indianapolis in, in uh, the story that gets told in Jaws. Where, see, I, you can't stop me when I'm talking about sharks. Well, I'm hang sorry. on, hang on, hang on. You keep mentioning Jaws. Have you watched that movie recently? And have you seen how terrible... The animatronics is. <laughs> the, the animatronics are shit, but it's worth it for the for, for the scene, for example, where um, what's he called? Um, the the grizzled old guy who gets eaten by the shark. Ah, uh, when the shark jumps on the boat. The well, there's that. You, by the way, you know that great whites do this thing called it's called spy hopping. Where they do actually shove their heads out of the water and look at look at you. I think they're the, they're the only shark that does that. I've heard that you know humans are not terribly attractive to to sharks, uh, great whites, because I mean we've got so little meat on us. Um, I've heard this, but by the time they've they've tested you with their teeth, it's kind of it's kind yeah, of it's game over. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean this is the thing. I've I've heard this. I mean, environmentalists are big on this, you know, like. They don't mean to harm you. <laughs> Who cares what their intention is? If they're chopping, by the time they've bitten me in half, it's a bit late for them to. Yeah. Talking of which, I, I was I was telling you about these shark books that I had, and mm. one of the sections was on people who'd survive shark attacks and what it was like. And there's a famous one called Rodney Fox, and you'll have seen the photographs of, of him. He's got he's you know a huge shark. Sh mouth-shaped bite on his body and, and and i've seen the before and after after um photographs and the the before before we've had stitches it looks like sort of cans of dog meat you know all the kind of the the, the flesh and, and gore and blood anyway he described it as like being squeezed really really hard he didn't he didn't sort of say and i heard my flesh rip and it felt like you know the 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 like raise like burning razors digging he didn't say that he just said it like it's like being squeezed really tight i i think to be honest i think that well i don't want to find out but i think that if these creatures got you i think the adrenaline would take care of the pain and by the time that the adrenaline wore off you'd be dead anyway it's my hope but what about crocodiles what you know, they drown you. What about when they they drown you, and then mm. and then then they they store you under under a ledge, 
and let your body rot and, and like keep you like a spider keeping a fly in its in its web for, for later on and they and they flip you around and then you basically just suffocate and swallow water and all kinds of stuff have you have you actually realized exactly. how utterly useless we are as humans this is what um you know wes craven the guy who directed nightmare on elm street and all these mm-hmm. all these films um uh i interviewed him once and he said this is why we like watching horror films because humans are are quite like unlike any other species that we don't have teeth that can rip chunks out of people we can't mm. we can't kill people with our teeth we okay we've got these un- puny un- hands un- unless stuff. you're british <laughs> yeah yeah obviously obviously that's really unless you're me <laughs> lol um we haven't got we haven't got spines on our back we haven't got leathery skin or whatever and and all it takes is a sharp object to finish us off and you know it can penetrate our soft skin in between the ribs and can kill us in seconds or slash our throat and yet we go around acting like we're immortal and he said this is the this is the the, the human experience this kind of gulf between how vulnerable we actually are and this mm. kind of sense that we're almost immortal an, an animal like a lion right its genitals are at the back of its body and its heart is sort of underneath tucked away right so that when it looks at you it's got its huge head and it's and it's got its yeah. you know front legs right we well okay our genitals are right <laughs> up here in front and our heart is right here <laughs> i see it's ridiculous one. yeah yeah you're right you're right come, <laughs> come and get me yeah 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 exactly it's a kind of invitation to being but we win because we can because we can build a gun you know so that's how we win we yeah we win because mm. the meat that we ate and that we should eat gave us the brain advantage which enabled and of course it, the ability to, to to cook food particularly that accelerated that process didn't it and so we could we could absorb the, the nutrients better speaking of which and how's this for a segue but how are you with with I'm like um, you already how, how, <laughs> how are you with diet are, are you one of those low carb guys i i am if I reckon if I were if I were on your low carb diet, I would probably not have this back trouble that I. The reason I'm moving around is not because I've got kind of um, ants in my pants. I haven't got safari ants in my my trousers. Um, it's because I've got this I've got this back pain at the moment, but which which I which which may or may not be psychological. But I one of the things that's happened in the last two years is I've become much more conscious of how. The whole system is designed to poison us and to make us eat shit that's, that's, that's actually doing us harm. So, for example, the, the amount of corn syrup they they mm. they put in our food, well, Americans particularly, um, all the cereals that they make us encourage us to eat, which are probably not good for us. No, I, I think I think low carb is definitely definitely the way to go. I think veganism is an abomination. I think that that we are we are meant to eat meat and lots and lots of it. Um, I go hunting once a year. Do you? Do you go hunting? Well, yeah, I see. The, <laughs> I like fox hunting. Um, that's, <laughs> that's, different that's not hunting. <laughs> Obviously, you're not. You're not going to eat a eat a fox because no. they, they they smell disgusting. So I imagine they taste even worse. Yeah, but you're on a horse, mate. I mean, being riding oh, really fast on a that's horse. That's quite fun. Right? Oh yeah, 
Yeah, it's, it's the best. People who don't know anything about my background imagine that I'm really posh. And it's, it, I mean, to a degree, you know, I, 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 I have had that elite education. And I, so I do know, I do know the enemy quite well because I've seen him mm. up close and I, I used to think he was my friend. Um, but I actually come from a fairly ordinary, ordinary background. I just, I've just had a good education and, you know, I'm very intelligent. Um, and, and so I've, uh, it, but, but in a way that, although what I've, what I've realized is that the English upper classes happen to find the most the best ways of spending your time which are hunting foxes shooting grouse and, and pheasant <laughs> and going fishing you know those are those are the things that that, that you should do well, the best music ever comes out of britain yeah. without a doubt well who, who, who are you thinking of here you're not going to say the beatles are you uh i might have said the beatles but there are so many more you're options scared, as well um no but i mean led zeppelin is a, is amazing uh oh, well you see now you're talking yeah but my but, my uncle was yeah. was at school with robert plant he was his he was his table monitor that's incredible do you know i think i've seen radiohead more times than i've seen any other band and i love radiohead they're very very good good live but no i'm i was i was a music critic for about 20 years so i saw i, I saw a lot of music and i got into a lot of different kinds of music i mm. mean um, you know, i got into kind of jungle and drum and bass and, and ah so um, you know prodigy dance yeah yeah i i, lo I love I love prodigy and and that i like i like dance music pro possibly even more than i like i like rock music and you know I, I i did a lot of e back in the day i i so i i, I mean I, I i love my music mm. um i don't like i don't like this i've got some gaps i don't like i don't like stevie wonder i think he's really shit i i don't like bruce springsteen <laughs> Um, I don't like jazz funk. Um, <laughs> I don't like handbag dance music. I don't like um, deep house. Deep house is shit. But but generally, I I, I have a broad <laughs> broad range of tastes. And one of the greatest bands yeah. ever at Christmas time is Boney M. And if you if you disagree, if you disagree, I will shoot you. <laughs> no no no. Funnily enough, we were. I guess. You do hear a lot of really, really bad music at Christmas, don't you? I mean, I even though I've I've recently become friends with um with the surviving member of Wham, um, with Andrew Ridgely, <laughs> I have to say, I have to say that that last Christmas I gave you my heart is is up there with that Mariah Carey song. Is it? I, all I want for Christmas is you. There, there are some. There was some. There were some abominations. The one that but came from Love Actually. That, that one. Anything in love, I mean, you, yes, anything from love actually is is automatically anathema to me, right? But Boney Boney M, that song they do, I'm sure you can sing it. I, I, I it's really good. Dun, I love Boney M. How's it going? I know the one you're talking about. So we 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 play records as well, like actual vinyl records, and I think we've got about three Boney yeah. M records. <laughs> do you know? I think that this is entirely a good thing Boney M are great even though even though they were probably manufactured I'm sure they were manufactured well isn't, isn't most pop music manufactured but yeah they had okay so they had that Christmas song that I, whose name I forget they had Ra Ra Rasputin some of the best comedians are British yeah 
Monty Python oh, oh, for oh, yeah, me definitely. is, I mean, it's difficult to compete with Monty Python and the Goon Show. Definitely the Goon Show. I mean, Eccles. Oh, that, you see, that's very that's very niche. I think that my father's generation might possibly rate the Goons, but I think that generally we we think of them as a bit shit. You know, a bit a bit. Kind of, I'm not sure that I'm not sure I like Spike Milligan. Um, he was so funny. Uh, Harry. Harry Seacombe, I think mm. he's, he's, the greatest thing he did was when he sang in Oliver in that One Boy for Sale song. I think that was beautiful. And he, he has, has a very fine sort of lyric baritone, doesn't he? Yeah, um, look, okay. I'm not so sure how funny he was. I mean, we, I think we can all agree, though, that, I mean, The Goons was essentially sort of post-World War comedy. It was very needed at the time. And you can't do it now, yeah. right? It's ridiculous. Um, but... Monty Python wouldn't have occurred had it not been for you know Harry Seacombe and and Spike Milligan and and no, Peter Sellers. I, I, I agree with that. I agree um, with that. And um, I mean Peter Sellers is probably yes. one of the greatest. He's probably one of the greatest comedians in history, in my view. He was probably a psycho, though, wasn't he? Yeah, but I mean, geez, dude, he had he had Britt Eklund as as his as as one of his wives. <laughs> <laughs> I used to meet Bretland in, in the in the park. She used to she used to live opposite me in in London when I lived in London. Um, wow. The yeah, well, it, well, she was she was just kind of ordinary. I mean, she she didn't know she well she, she, she probably did know she was Brit Eklund, but she but she she was she was no longer kind of um she was no well, she was no longer a Bond girl. Starlet, yeah. No, no, exactly, no. exactly. Um, but imagine, yes. imagine that. Imagine that's on your resume. Uh, I'm married to a Bond girl. <laughs> although, yeah, although, funny. although, James, I'm a bit worried yeah. because I think in the future it's now going to be a Bond boy who's going to be black, oh, yeah, trance, yeah, and in a wheelchair. You see, it's interesting that, that we're having this discussion about this. I could have had this conversation. <laughs> naturally and unselfconsciously three years ago but once you understand that the whole of the ent entertainment industry is is a a construct designed mm. to brainwash us to manipulate us to um for predictive programming to to send signals about the future they intend for us or whatever um it, it becomes much harder to sort of approach it in that that slightly light-hearted innocent innocent way because you realize there's an agenda and you realize that a lot of these people and i'm sure peter says one of them are are really they're they're controlled yeah um i mean certainly it's true it's true of the pop industry but i'm sure I, i'm sure that, that this applies in the movie industry as well i i have this i have this problem on my on my telegram group um mm. particularly with, on the on the the issue of david bowie because a lot do you know it's the fiftieth anniversary this year of um, of Hunky Dory, which I think is my I didn't know that Bowie album, and yeah, um, and I think a lot of us love Bowie. You know, mm. he, he 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 was he, he did so much. You know, such such a sort of varied back catalogue, mm. um, lots of bits that you can get into. You know, he even did it, had a his drum and bass album and and. He was good right to the end. I mean, he had, had some shit stuff as well, like Tin Machine. But 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 at the same time, people saying, yeah, but but basically, he was a he was a Luciferian, or he was a you know he was working for the dark side. Oh, but I mean, um, come on. But I think so many so many pop stars are. 
Yes, I know. Well, that's the thing. You know. But just give us, just give us a bit of joy, James. Just a bit of joy every so often. Well, I I agree. It's <laughs> so so. I have a a, a a similar problem with with dance music. I mean, I love dance music. I love mm. getting off my face, uh, you know, in a club on on you know, basses and and heavy bass lines and breaks and so on, and strobes and things. You know, hands in the air and that sort of stupid, crazy acid dancing you do but then um i discovered uh what's his face i'm i'm sorry i'm, I'm having a <laughs> my my pain is, is uh, mark devlin mark devlin you have you interviewed mark mm-hmm. devlin no yeah, he's very very good he's he's a he's a he's a, a dance dj former dance dj who's done a lot of research into how the how the music industry really operates and you know the, the dark the dark true histories of you know the Beatles for example being a, a creation of the Tavistock Institute designed to kind of introduce the counterculture to brainwash us to turn us into sex and drugs and rock and roll a bit like a bit like the Grateful Dead were used you know by the CIA to, to get LSD and so on anyway um, he talks about the dance music industry which was which is really which is really created to kind of sow the seeds for technocracy to get us all in the, in the idea of sort of into the idea of transhumanism and so on and to manipulate us and to make us uh you know control us with the beats and and, and, the, and the music and uh, and um knowing that 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 is its 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 real sinister purpose um does kind of it sort of sullies your joy, your joy mm. in it slightly, but at the same time, dance music is great. I mean, it's 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 really good to listen, listen to the prodigy and stuff. I've come to realize that going back to the basics is now more important than ever. Like getting into the sun, walking the dog on the beach, going away with your family out into the bund, into the bush, you know, into the mountains. Yes, uh, of course. Switching off um, as much as you can, reading a book. Uh, growing your own vegetables, you know, and getting back into that sort of community um, aspect, getting to know those around you. I I totally agree. In fact, this is probably a good way of rounding off the podcast because it's yeah. kind of, it's it's kind of a good uh, sort yeah. of uplifting, um, positive thing. And I think it's something a lot of us have been. Those of us who are awake, I think, have realised how precious life is, and how precious. How, what an amazing place this this planet is if only we were allowed to live on it uh without being um exploited and and, and raped by by these evil parasites which is what's happening and and what has happened what has been happening since at least babylonian times mm. um and i think our best you know living well is the best revenge um it's 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 our way of 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 staking our claims for autonomy of that 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 we are not slaves of the system that we are that when we go for a walk or when we ride a horse or when we just, I, I love wild ridiculous calling it wild swimming but i like swimming in rivers and you know preferably with not crocodiles in them but um although i've done that by the way i have i have swum in crocodile infested rivers in lake kariba which is where there are loads of crocs in yes. i've swum across the uh the Congo, um, the in, in several positions in the Nile, and I think, why did I not get eaten? Uh, that was and, crazy. And also, anyway, so was... why did you not drown with such big balls of steel? 
I, 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 but I, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, exactly. I, I did, I did get Bill Hearts here then. <laughs> um, which, which, which wasn't fun. Um, but yeah, what was I saying? The, um, this is, we have a kind of duty to to live the life that God intended us to lead, mm. to live, to live, which is, you know, the things that that hippies do as well. You know, getting back to nature, doing growing our own vegetables, mm. realizing that we don't have to be slaves of the system, spending time with our family and our children and our friends. These are the things that matter. Everything mm. else is just, well, I mean, that scene that scene in the the New Testament where the devil takes Jesus to a high place and shows him the world and offers him the world. Mm. And Jesus says, no, I'm not having that. That is, that is essentially the, the evil world that, or the world that the devil shows is the mm. world of the cabal. It's the world of avarice, of, of long hours, of, 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 of you know, just, just kind of fucking people over to, 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 to make money out of them and so on. And this is the stuff that's made the world a bad place. And the good stuff is yeah. mostly is mostly free. It's friendship and it's love and it's truth and it's beauty and it's nature and it's so I think that's that's what we've got to go for. We need more of that. In front of you there's a crystal ball. What do you see? Oh, I see a whole load of shit. A shit storm, a storm of steel. Um it's just gonna be it's gonna be terrible. Um, we're going to have we're going to have famine, which has been engineered. We're going to have shortages of all kinds. I mean, for for the rest of our lives, probably. Um, we're going to have division. We're going to have uh, sort of maybe civil wars, or or at least sort of sort of the low level equivalent, uh, low level similar version of that. But at the end when it's all over it's going to be beautiful because we're going to finally live the lives that we deserve to live rather than the lives that have been imposed on us by this this wicked satanic elite hmm. who've been who've been abusing us for millennia these are evil people and they've in these times they've shown their true colors this is the first time that the veil has been this is what the apocalypse means um it means the unveiling and this is the gift of these times. Horrible as they are, we've been privileged to be shown the world as it really is. And we know the world we like to live in, and we mm. can live in it. We've got to think about that always of what we're aiming for, and a, a, mm. a world where we're not exploited, where there is sort of where peace and love and joy reigns. And I believe, you know, old cynic that I am, I believe we can get there in the end. So it has a happy ending. It's just the stuff in the middle I'm worried about. Where can people follow you? Oh, well, I've got, okay, so I've got my um, subscribe star and my patron, which are subscribe star, patron, and then with forward slash James Dellingpole. Um, I've got, you can find my podcast, which is called The Dellingpod, all over uh, Spotify, um, YouTube when I'm not, not kicked off, um, uh, Rumble, and um, what's the one where they- Odyssey. You, Li li odyssey library coins yeah mm. odyssey uh apple podcasts all those i mean you you'd agree my podcast is pretty good you can you, you i can love it to your listeners can't you yeah yeah i um, love daily and, I, <laughs> and I've, 
I've got a Telegram channel as well. Um, yes, I followed which that. I've made. I've made. Um, it's not public, but but the, the, you can sort of help people find it, can't you? I mean, there are ways of kind of finding it somehow. Um, and oh, and DellingPoleWorld.com is my DellingPoleWorld.com is my my website where you can buy your special friend badges and give me Bitcoin. I think I hope. I don't think anyone's ever given me a Bitcoin. I would love somebody to give me cryptos. I like cryptos. I'll, I'll take anything. You know, give me <laughs> Ethereum or um, uh, what's the what's the new one? Um, uh, Wonderland. I just want to say for those listening that I actually did have a bit of a script for this particular podcast, <laughs> uh, none of which was followed. <laughs> no. no. All right, well, have a, a nice rest of the Sunday. And um, yeah, it was, it was an absolute pleasure. My name is Jim. And this is Jim Warfare, the Battle of Ideas. If you enjoyed this podcast, please visit supportgerm.com.